0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the last book review of 2020, and boy, do I have a good one for you. It's 1984 by George Orwell. This is my favorite book. This is the best book I have ever read, and I've talked about it sufficient times on the podcast, so it was about time I re- actually reviewed it on here. Now, I'm going to do my normal book review right now, and then in a couple of days' time, I'll be posting the learnings or the musings, my philosophical thoughts on it. And so I'm going to try and keep this brief, but uh, apologies if it does go long, because uh, I do really love this book and uh, explaining about it. One of the things I'm going to start doing with these book reviews is also right at the start, give a little explanation of why I'm reading it, my motivation for it, how I felt coming into it. And because that I think gives a little bit of a flavor of why the book, uh, I I review it the way I do, because perhaps I have heard it from this particular source or it gave me this idea and I wanted to explore this, which gives a flavor on my own uh, reading and then obviously the the review of it as well. So this is part of my annual reread. So I read this book every single year. I've done that since uh, pre-2013 when I first read it. So probably I've read this book at least eight times now. And I I always just get something new from it. I I always just feel like, wow, this book contains wisdom this book contains, whatever it is that it contains, it's something important and it's something I need to keep thinking about and adjusting and incorporating into my life. So what is the the book about? Well, it's a small snippet of Winston Smith's life uh, under a totalitarian government that controls every action through 24-7 monitoring, through uh, self-policing, through modified language and through censorship. So the book i won't go too deep into the plot he uh it's sort of his breaking away from um the the control of this system and the the eventual coming back that happens when he is discovered when his almost betrayal is is noted and uh there's yeah plenty of different things that occur in the book it's how many pages is it? 350 pages roughly. So it contains a good punch. And uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go too deep into it. It's, uh, it's worth reading on its own. But I will start explaining some of the themes. And one of the, the core themes, I guess, that just runs throughout it is control through censorship. So it's very easy to limit physical expression. For example, uh, governments can take a person and put them in a jail. They can put them under house arrest. They can do all sorts of sort of sneaky little ways of, of making sure that someone can't physically do something, limiting rallies, for example, uh, putting, um, it, you know, like restrictions on when you can go out at night, uh, routines, control, all sorts of things like that. But the mental expression is much, much more harder to to stamp down on. And one of the things I guess this book really gets through is how is technology affecting that and will it be our downfall? So you can see in the book where there's a lot of similarities and people have noticed this throughout time since this book was published that the the similarities between what happens in our real life and what happens in the book is is sort of creeping up there. So you could say uh, in the book he, sp- he speaks about how there's a telescreen on every single room in the house which monitors you and also gives constant feedback. Uh, well, we're sort of doing that with the smart TVs, with the Amazon Alexas and the audio listening devices. There's someone always watching. We found that out through Edward Snowden and the NSA sort of data scandal where they were just collecting data on everyone. And obviously there's huge data tremendous upsides to technology i'm using so many pieces right now the camera in front of me the lights the microphone the laptop everything but there's something to be said about potentially technology use on a larger scale thinking about humans in general so uh will it be our downfall i i have no idea personally potentially um it's something we need to think about though and there's problems that do arise and do need to be addressed Censorship can also be quite subtle and it's not just overt, you know, book burning, say like the Nazis did or um, posters on the wall, the propaganda, the real in-your-face sort of stuff. It can also be very subtle and, and we see this in the book through um, his own self-talk, through the monitoring of other people on him, through just tiny little ways that in culminate in this huge, overbearing pressure uh, that he, he feels basically all the time. Uh, we can see that in our own everyday lives as well. Um, some religions, for example, have ways of cutting down um, arguments that are used against them through logic or through saying like, look, this is the undenial, undeniable word of Jesus, uh, word of Jesus of God. You can't ask these questions because etc., etc." Through our own self-talk, so the language that we use with ourselves, someone who's um, under a severe depression, for example, they're going to use words and ways of thinking which really just diminish their capacity to be able to think of other things, to be able to express their ideas. So um, it's it's just interesting that censorship is not just what we see nowadays, which is, you know, oh, this person got booted off Twitter or Facebook because they said these uh, contrary, you know, somewhat maybe dangerous views. Uh, but there's also much subtler ways, and it's it's worth thinking about those as well. The other theme, obviously, is uh, totali- totalitarianism. Oh, what a word. And power. So this book, when it came out, was somewhat political. In essence, that it was aimed at the Soviets. Big Brother was sort of modeled after Stalin. Um, but the book has transcended past that, and it's captured the essence of, I guess, what all totalitarian regimes have in common so the Nazis uh, if you want to think about them for the uh, for in today there's a country in Africa called Eritrea Eritrea I'm not sure I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong uh, which very similar has very strict restrictions on who can do what who can move who can uh, think these different things China for example is starting to set up know these social ranking systems where a person is ranked and not allowed access into certain places because of their ranking, because of who they know and whatnot. So there, there is something I guess uh, the the book really just gets at the heart of what is uh, what a total totalitarianism uh, regime is about, or um, totalitarian. <laughs> oh God, such a bad word. They need a better word for that. Uh, and it's about power. It's it's about power pure and simple and so o'brien o'brien who is the i guess antig- uh, antagonist he's the the face of the faceless party in in the book uh, explains why and i'm gonna read a, a little bit of a quote from here which i i think just really got at the heart of of why regimes like this exist and and um yeah i'm just gonna read it out uh, Power is not a means, it is an end. One does not establish a dictatorship in order to safeguard a revolution. One makes the revolution in order to establish the dictatorship. The object of persecution is persecution. The object of torture is torture. The object of power is power. And I think that's pretty pithy, pretty succinct about why these regimes sort of do what they do. There's nothing below that. Power is power for power's sake. And there's just something intoxicating about it and there's so many quotes you can name list them all off um you know um power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely for example and there's the book i i think just gets into some very deep places of not only an individual's human psychology but as a group as well how how we sort of interact and think as a group so uh my my own observations, um, I'll, I'll leave most of them for the, the subsequent sort of learnings video I'm going to do, but I would just say that this book has introduced cultural mainstays, things that I've, I've just, you can see them everywhere. Big Brother, obviously, is one. There's, a, you know, how many different branches of TV shows of that reality TV show that have been spawned. There's Double Think, the, the Thought Crime, Newspeak, so... Uh, introducing a language which is modified in a certain way and even his goddamn name has become an adjective uh, you know to describe something that is super controlling super powerful you use you can describe it as orwellian so this book has just had a tremendous tremendous impact and there's a reason why because it's damn fucking good it's an amazing book so for me it's the book that keeps on giving in summary um, 1984 contains a memorable Harrowing world that uh, we've attempted to create. We we tried doing this uh, with the Soviet regimes, with some of the communist regimes, and it. While the book is fiction and maybe not re- a reality in the sense that O'Brien in the book, for example, can really zoom in and know exactly what Winston is thinking, you know, perhaps we can do similar things if we invent uh, machines that an AI that can detect lying you know immediately and so you know when someone's lying or you know when someone's not telling the truth you could use that for a very in very bad ways if you so wanted to if you had the correct setup and then when i say correct i mean you know the most awful oppressive regime ever and so it's it's something i I think this this book is is almost like a warning of how bad it could get and the book i think Pretty gets close to to what hell is like. I've I've always said that Soviet Russia, that system that they created. Uh, if you read the Gulag Archipelago, for example, you'll see just how bad it really can get for everyone. Uh, and I would say that is is a form of hell. This book is is maybe an amplification of that. The the most absolute peak. Of, of what sort of hell could become like on earth. Uh, and uh, yeah, so powerful insight, sublime writing that is uniquely his own. He's, uh, he's a one-of-a-kind author um, and especially his later books. I've read his whole series. The first ones, you could sort of see him gradually getting his chops at writing and, and he's introducing some of the things that he's uh, really perfected in his later books. The pithy, succinct, um, almost monologues of characters the describing of minute details, the you know, it's it's just a one of the best books ever. So I'm giving it an eight and a half, eight and a half out of ten for this reading. Nineteen eighty four. I have in the past given it nine, nine and a half out of ten. So which is the best on my ranking scale. I I recommend it to everyone. But <laughs> I uh, yeah, I I find it a truly amazing book, and I I really can't express just how much this book has changed my thinking and. and changed my life in in essence. Um, so, what's something pragmatic I'm going to take from, from this reading? Well, the, the modified language is a is a real core aspect of it. And since I've started learning, um, well, learned Spanish and started learning German, I am much more appreciative of what languages do, not just expressively but also internally and how how it allows you to think certain concepts and ideas. So I want to try and use more colorful language and by doing that you know sort of counteract one of the the ways that the book says that these regime you know this regime was enacted in the book was through the the dumbing down the shortening of a language to not allow, Submissive or ideas that are subversive or not what, what, what the party wants. And so how am I going to do this? Well, words like interesting, for example, which is definitely overabused. Juan is particularly guilty of this. Uh, I want to try and use words like intriguing or fascinating or something a little bit different just to be able to, I don't know, just express better, express in more unique, interesting, <laughs> intriguing ways. And yeah, I think that's uh, that's where I'll call it for today 1984, it's an amazing book um, Read it, read it, read it people And that's it, Karen out